Welcome to the No BS Short-Term Rental Podcast, an unfiltered look into the global vacation and short-term rental industry. I'm Mateo Bradford. And I'm John Stokinger. And this is our podcast. We bring the right people to the table at the right time, giving you an inside view and take on the short-term rental industry like no other podcast can. Good morning, Mateo. How are you? laughing at what you just called me but i'm fantastic how are you brother <laughs> well you are an ass um and uh, <laughs> actually it's after the nicer one a little bit later recording day season three episode 16 our 76th episode to date uh yes. great episode i'm excited we're man i'm getting like leaving in less than a week for miami and then to vegas we got some busy busy uh, focused uh, short-term rental, vacation rental travel coming up here starting next week, 10 days straight. Pretty excited about that. But uh, really a different guest today um, and, uh, and an awesome guest. I'm, I'm really excited to talk about it. If you, if you notice, I'm wearing a, uh, my Steelers hat. Uh, too bad they uh, played so shitty this weekend. Uh, shout out to Kenny Pickett and everyone uh, else on the team can suck it. Um, that's my <laughs> story. I'm going to stick with it. Well, you guys got it thrashed by buffalo that was horrible yeah, well, uh, but anyways i mean i'm not we're not gonna go there well you know if we're gonna talk that at least i had jared allen on my fantasy team uh so but the problem is uh kelsey was on the the my posting team and i was gonna crush him and then that last catch touchdown loss i lost the game by one point i'm pissed but that's a different story i'm I'm going to let, go ahead and let you introduce our guest today. I'm pretty excited about talking sports and talking travel and all that stuff. Hey, man. So, you know, we like to mix it up around here. Um, you know, one of the beauties, uh, the beautiful things about our show is, you know, we, we come from all angles and, you know, we are here to highlight areas of the business that most people won't normally see. And I had the pleasure of being introduced uh, to our guest today. A little bit about a year ago or so uh, from a, a, a friend in the industry, Leo Walton. Uh, shout out to Leo and shout out to Leo and Guard Hog and, 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 and whatever Humphreys and the whole crew over there. But being a big sports guy, as I am, uh, Leo had reached out to me and said, hey, I have a friend over here who is doing some pretty interesting things in the travel space right now. Um, and wants to know if there's, you know, any any way he could connect us. And I, you know, he spoke my words. He was saying, you know, football and travel and hospitality and all of these things that kind of, you know, resonated in my mind. And so I was like, sure, hey, no worries. I, yep, I'll talk to your friend James. Uh, and that's how James uh, Ellenwood and I met, who is the founder of US Sports Travel and NFL Weekends. And what he does is, I'll say it in broad terms because we're going to dig into the details of exactly what he does and how he got here. But to put it short, man, he brings fans from the UK to U.S. sporting events to expose them to our sporting culture and expose them to our teams and, and how we, you know, experience sports on this side of the pond, which is a brilliant idea. And the more and more you get to know him, you hear about how passionate he is about this and, and his background and, and coming from the space. So. That was a long introduction, James. Yeah, I'm like, without further ado. Without further ado, James, <laughs> welcome to the No BS Short Term Rental Podcast, man. We're thrilled to have you on. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Can't wait. So you're no stranger to this space, right? Tell us, uh, you know, like we always like to ask, man, tell us how you got here. 
how'd you uh how did you fumble into <laughs> no pun included but uh how did you fumble into uh nfl weekends um so yeah I, I, before u.s sports travel actually we um i worked for, in the travel industry for sort of seven or eight years first of all for a pretty regular dare i say um travel operation out of oxford just north of london where i'm from and was an outbound travel company that sent people all over the world. Um, it didn't have a particular niche. niche. Um, my, my role was to place people into villas, essentially, uh, working with agents in Southern Europe. Um, and it was all very high-end and, and bespoke. We used to put people into places like Amalfi Coast and Ibiza and Mallorca and, um, and all those popular places where, where Brits like to go to. Mm -hmm. um, so, so that was great, really interesting. Someone went to some amazing places and had, and was treated like royalty as you, as you can probably imagine. So, um, so that was sort of three or four years. And then, um, and then I sort of stayed within the space, but turned to inbound. So there was a company in the Cotswolds, which you may or may not have heard of, but it's, it's, a, it's an area in England, probably a couple of hours west of London where it's very popular with Londoners to escape for the weekend. Um, and it's incredibly beautiful um, and it has some wonderful scenery and, and pubs and things to do and that kind of thing. So uh, the company had 70 or 80 homes that they managed and looked after on behalf of the owners. And we would do three night lets through to six month lets. Okay. So it was essentially the same things as my previous role, but what I loved about it and what got me passionate about it was it, it was inbound. So when you're selling a trip, to a family from London, you're sending them off to Ibiza for two weeks. That's great, but you don't get to the, the journey stops there once they've paid their balance and you've sent them their paperwork. Well, it doesn't quite stop, but you know what I mean. Right. Um, you, with, with this, we were doing that journey, but we're all, we're all, we're also able to meet them at the front door and show them around the home, um, get to meet them. It's my, near my hometown. So I was able to give them recommendations of where to go and just basically be with them on their journey because my passion is customer service. Um, so that really sort of ticks that box for me. So, so yeah, did that for a few years and, and then eventually I managed to realize my dream of having my own company and my love of sport has always been there first and foremost in my life almost. So create, creating this niche of sort of jumping on the back of the popularity of us sports in the UK, showcasing authentic experiences for them here in the U S sort of combined my work experience my my skills and my passions essentially talk yeah. to talk to us about the you know you said you, your love of sport your love of sporting you know as, as a child you know i mean i'm not sure you know you're growing up here in the states and i don't like think about you know i never grew up thinking man you know rugby is pretty exciting or can i you know i i really want to follow some cricket you know that's just nothing that you know but i and i and i guess this is a relatively newer a fever, I guess, um, yeah. you know, of following U.S. sports, you know, but when, when were you first exposed to a, you know, what were you, you know, what were you following as a child? And then when were you first exposed to like, holy shit, there's some, there's some cool sports going yeah. on across the yeah, pond. Absolutely. So yeah, I very much didn't pay any attention to American sports when I grew up. I was born in 80, uh, December 88. So, um, I just, I played cricket. Cricket is my to this day is my main passion in, in sport. I, I play it, I follow it, I watch it. I, I go around the world watching it as well that we might come on to, but yeah, cricket. And as you say, actually rugby is my other, 
my other love. And then I, I'm afraid I can't bring myself to call it soccer. Apologies, but but football is football, football as well. <laughs> um, and I love a bit of golf, which I know is isn't is a is a transit. Is you know we're both countries are equally passionate about that. But no, when I grew up, um, yeah, US sports weren't on my, my radar in the slightest. I couldn't have named more than about three teams in the NFL, and it wasn't on my radar. Um, what happened in England was that the the NFL was actually popular sort of in the 80s and 90s. It was, it was on free-to-air t- TV. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and there were, there were stars such as Dan Marino um, and The Fridge and people like that that really flew the flag. There was also um, the European NFL. Um, NFL Europe was, was a thing, especially very big in Germany. Um, but as the sort of mid-90s and late-90s came about, that just basically died off. Um, and our Premier League was born, um, and that took over. And the and American sports were were very much shoved to the side. Fast forward to sort of the late two thousands, two thousand and seven. The NFL made a conscious effort to get back into the UK market, um, and they had the giant. The Giants played their played the first game. Giants and Dolphins, I think, but it was definitely the Giants and someone. Um, they played at Wembley in two thousand and seven. And fast forward to fifteen years on. There's four games a season in London. Well, there's three this year, one in Germany. Um, they sell out in an hour. <laughs> um, no there's, there's a dedicated channel um, to the NFL 24 hours a day, seven days a week. The, the popularity of it is through the roof. So, but I guess I sort of just caught that really um, over the last few years. So it's not, I'm not going to stand here and say I, I grew up playing American football in my back garden because I didn't. Um, <laughs> but um, the way that it's been marketed in this country is just, sorry, I'm in America as I do this, but the, American, the way it's been marketed in the UK um, has been absolutely first class. The way that Red Zone is delivered um, on a Sunday night back, back home um, basically is has been fantastic. Um, so so yeah, it's, it's something I discovered slightly later in life, but I've definitely fallen in love with, with especially the NFL. And I love a bit of basketball as well. And we also run, we also take people over here to see some ice hockey and some, some baseball. So who's your basketball team? Uh, do you know what? The first basketball team, first NBA game I went to was the Nets. So, and I was at the Nets last week, preseason game against the Heat. So I know you're shaking your head, but. <laughs> I saw the Nets last year. And you know, it's okay. It's, 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 yeah, it's interesting though. Cause watching this, I never thought we would see soccer gain the momentum that it's gained in the U.S., right? Like looking at the different cultures like travel and hearing you say how, you know, it just wasn't on your radar. And and I think I grew up with a pretty, like a pretty universal worldview around sports. But like, I, you're right. We never followed anything. I never in a million years would have thought there would be a major league soccer, you know, network in yeah. the United States that is packed. That is like you go to an Atlanta, you go to a, a, the Atlanta game. It is the United. It's yeah, crazy. The United. Yeah. It's insane. Like it, yeah. it's like it's been here forever. So you know, I just sit up, sit in the corner, and enjoy and watch it. But it's the the difference between the cultures is not. I don't want to just say extreme, but it's it's vast, right? Like they're very different cultures. What made you? hone in on the NFL and what made you hone in on this business? Like it, it, it seems like for us, it's so far away. We don't think the demand is there for a lot of it. Right. Like we will yeah. travel overseas to see 
other teams. No. Um, but it's interesting that people will come over to our side of the pond to check out our games. Like, talk think, to me about that. Yeah, I think there's a few points there. I think, and I mean this in the politest possible way, I think Brits are better travelers abroad than, than Americans are. And I mean, I mean that by saying they're probably, as a general rule, because obviously we, we travel abroad, potentially is more of a natural thing for us to do. Obviously your country is way bigger. So you essentially don't need to, you've got, you can go from, you've got, a, you've got everything under one roof. So I think that's probably the first point to make. Secondly, you, I generally cannot underestimate the popularity of the NFL in the UK. <laughs> so I, I genuinely can't. That baffles me. Like I think about, yeah. you know, the popularity of NFL here is insane, but you know, but the other thing that's really insane here is college football. Like college football is abs especially SEC. And like there's big, you know, obviously there's other conferences that are huge as well, but like college football is insane. And I never really jumped on the college, the college ball. I don't want to say bandwagon. I just never see, I grew up in New England and no contrary to what anyone says that back when I was in, you know, a child and I'm 10 years older than, than you are, the Patriots weren't a big deal. It was the Celtics. It was the Red Sox. It was the Bruins. The yeah. Patriots didn't become a big deal until, and, and people will say, oh, I've been a Pats fan my whole life. Yeah, bullshit. Patriots weren't a big deal until Brady came along. Yeah. Right. And then, and then they're like, oh, football is big here. So I never grew up like even following football at all. But the, the interesting thing about all of this is like, it's so huge here, but it's just not like, I, I, I don't know. I, I just, it's interesting. I wouldn't think to go like, and, and the popular soccer or football is, is, is growing so much, but I wouldn't. I don't know how much travel goes across that way to go see say yeah. premier leagues or, or anything like that. But you know, it's, it's rampant. The fans are, are diehard soccer fans here as well. Yeah. It's, it's interesting about taking people across to our, our place to watch premier league. I don't know. I think that the, the, again, we'll probably go onto it, but the getting of tickets in the premier league for the top teams is very, very, very difficult. Mm -hmm. Um, essentially. Because so that would maybe be a big stumbling block in terms of doing that, but um, more we, like season we, ticket holders, you know, like lifetime season ticket. Is it similar to you know like they yeah, have over the, here? Yeah, okay, it, it, it varies with team to team. But, but for example, if you wanted to see Manchester United, you're you're, you're struggling unless you've got got deep pockets. Um, and to be fair, over here it's the same with the Patriots, it's the same with Green Bay, it's the same with the Raiders. It's now the same with Tampa, believe it or not, because of because mm -hmm. of aforementioned Tom Brady. So it's just all about supply and demand, isn't it? But going back to your initial question, Matteo, one of the things that I wanted to that I'm super passionate about is the spectating of sport. Full stop. Um, and I think it's such a or sport. Full stop. But spec the spectating of sport, I think it's such a a wonderful thing to do. And there's no right or wrong way of doing it. And I think it brings people together. And I think it gives you experiences for life. And I think it teaches you life lessons. You could go to four or five shit games in a row. Um, and you're like, why do I do it? But that one moment of the sixth game you go to makes it all worthwhile. And it so it teaches you good lessons on loyalty and gives you good experiences and makes you meet people and it takes you to different places. So in England, people will travel to watch sport. End of story. Mm -hmm. uh, I was in, I, I followed the England cricket team and I worked closely with the, the main supporters group there called the Balmy Army. Um, and we played, England played in the West Indies in, in the Caribbean in March for, um, for three, what we call test matches, which are three mm -hmm. matches that each go on for five days. <laughs> um, 
And we, we were, yeah, no, that's another, probably another, another debate, but topic, but, uh, yeah, we played three, three games each five days across Barbados, Grenada and Antigua. Um, and 10,000 Brits traveled across, um, kidding me? 10,000 yeah. Brits. It's yeah. the culture is different, man. Look, you go to the Barmy Army's website. It looks better than most team websites. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like they they travel differently, man. Like whether it's rugby, cricket, they'll travel with the team. They'll tra they'll charter they'll charter buses, planes, and actually stay at the team hotel. It's it's an in different yeah, culture. It's a, it's a totally different culture and traveling yeah. away. And no other country is like it in the world. When Australia play against a team abroad, if Australia play cricket against, I don't know, um, South Africa, you won't get any Australians traveling across to watch it. Well, England are playing New Zealand in March in cricket. And there's hundreds, there's probably, there'll probably be, a, I would say, a thousand to 2,000 Brits who will go over purely to watch that. It's a, it's a 29 hour flight and it's a, it's a three week trip. It's two matches. Do um, you already have your tickets? I'm going along. I'm hosting a group of about 40. Of course you do. I, I <laughs> awesome. So, so I'm, what I'm trying to say is, I guess, to answer your question, uh, you can't imagine Americans going across to watch sport. And that's probably the case for most countries, but with Brits, they, they, it's just a thing. <laughs> So that's why it. one of the reasons why we thought, oh, there's there's going to be an open for this. Combine that with the popularity of the American sports. Um, combine that with the fact that we can get direct relationships with these teams and we can offer added value. We take them tailgating. It's a it's a it's a cool few days that we can sort of offer them. So, so let's get into that. Let's talk about what you offer in your NFL weekend experience because it is. You know, you mentioned something earlier, and if anyone looks at, at your resume, you, you're you a customer service-centered person. You're providing yeah, a great yeah. service within this space, right? And this experience has to be top-notch for this to be successful. So, yeah. you know, talk to talk to us. How, how do you plan this out? Like, how do you know, you know, what to do? What, you know, what to yeah. what experiences they'll want to be a part of, what they may not like so much, and, you know, how do you pick the experiences? Because there's certain markets you go into Philadelphia doing the wrong things, it's going to be a problem. Yeah. Like, they don't care yeah. where you're from. Yeah, yeah. Like, you wear, you're rooting for the wrong team. Like it's, yeah. it's a different, different space. So talk to yeah. us about how you curate this. Yeah. So each trip we do is bespoke. Okay. So, and the, all, all the criteria is that it's a minimum of 10 people. So they say to us, our, our clients will say to us, this is the city we want to go to. These are our dates. Um, and then we, I will go ahead and we get a, a, an approximate budget from them. I will go ahead and create an itinerary, um, and, cre and create it essentially. Um, so, and the core of that will be, well, let's just use an example. Let's do four nights in Miami. So they'll, they'll land in Miami on a Thursday lunchtime. They'll depart Miami on a Monday night, Friday night. And, and what they'll, they'll pay one cost that'll include the flights, the accommodation the transfers to and from the game, the transfers to and from the airport. They'll have a host making sure that everything's going well. And that's the tickets to the game as well. So that's their core package. Mm -hmm. um, and, and, uh, and yeah, so that, that's essentially, that's essentially it. So then what you do is you, you work out what your free days are and then you, you, you slot in things to do. Um, and to be honest, a lot of these people are coming over because they want to have a party. They want to have a good time. They're not mm. necessarily coming over to go to museums and, <laughs> and, right. and war memorials. Um, but if they did, then great. But mm. um, yeah, so right. So if you take that one trip, for example, that I am doing in about two of them in, in a couple of, in a month's time, that 
they'll, they'll land in, we'll just have some welcome drinks. It's a long flight. So yeah, first night, theoretically fairly, fairly chilled. Um, and then you've got the Friday night at the basketball that will look like I'll book them. I'll book us into a bar near the stadium. We'll get a private room. We'll have some drinks. We'll have the screen on. We'll then go straight into the stadium. We'll get courtside to watch the guys warm up. We'll watch the game and we'll get back on the court afterwards for a free throw. Fast forward. And then no doubt they'll, they'll go out and party if they want to. Um, Sunday is obviously football day and you guys all know what an NFL day looks like. It's, it's start to finish. We'll get to, we'll go into a local tailgate that we have a relationship with. We'll, you know, they'll look after us. They, they'll take us in, um, and we'll eat and drink with them. And then we'll get on to, we'll get into the stadium, watch the game and often get on the field for, a, for a photo. We'll even cap, you know, pull the flags when the guys are running out or we'll give them some kind of added value to that. But you've also got to delve in deeper to the tour. And mm. things like getting out of a baggage claim in a new city. <laughs> I, I, I just did it myself into Atlanta and it took yeah. me about 30 minutes to, to get to the Lyft and Uber section. And then I, I was trying to find my driver and like, so for instance, I'll just be there. I'll whisk them from baggage claim, two minute walk to an air conditioned Mercedes Sprinter with water straight to the hotel. I booked them a bar after the game next to the football stadium because it's it's notoriously a nightmare to get out of the football stadium just right. little things like that that you, are constant touch points that are where you're showcasing your your value essentially how i i, I love this and you know as a as a we're, you know a couple of sports guys that you know that enjoy sport and sporting and games you know i actually back in april i went and saw the nets one day I saw Yankees, Red Sox the next day. And the next day I was in Chicago and I, and Mateo went too. And we went and saw the Cubs play the, the, uh, so three days in a row, three different, uh, two baseball games and, uh, and a NBA game. Yeah. But tell, I mean, talk about like, how do you build these for like, like there, there's gotta be towns and sporting and sporting events and teams that you don't have these relationships with. Yeah. Like, do you come in and be like, Hey, you know, by the way, I'm the co-founder of NFL weekends or I'm yeah. the co-founder of U.S. sports travel. This is what we do. Um, hook us up. I mean, I'm sure there's a way to go and do that, but you know, it, it takes time to build these relationships. Yeah. You know, we're, we're that's, in a relationship business and so we've been yeah. doing this a long time and we still don't know shit. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so I'm a, I'm a huge believer in relationships and I, and I, basically hate zoom no we obviously have to do this on yeah. zoom because i'm not yeah. don't, no offense but i don't mean that in a rude way but the, the point is I, when i was starting this business i thought well, i had to cut i had to fly to the states and i had to go on to the i went on to the new york giants website and went to media i went to group sales and phoned them up mm-hmm. and i said hi uh, what i'm doing <laughs> or your yeah, sports travel we're, we're looking to we are essentially looking to bring you clients but obviously we're a very small fry is there any chance that i can pop in and see you so i did that with various teams and they're all very receptive and very and very nice and once and i went and had tours of the private tours of the stadium and sat down and said our business model and how we would work and see you later half an hour of your time thank you once you've done that so my guy at the new york giants will no doubt know someone that works in group sales mm-hmm. at the moment and that person at Miami Dolphins will know someone that works at Miami Heat. So that's how it's worked for me. And right. I've also bothered to see these people in person and jump on a plane and spend time in the States, seeing them and meeting them. And by that, 
when I do that, that means I can go into restaurants and I can go into bars yeah, and I can meet, I'm then introduced into a guy that runs a really cool tailgate party in Miami, for example. So I'll go and have a, go and buy him a drink. And then he'll know someone that runs the guy that runs it for the Cardinals, for example, and then I'll get introduced into him. So yeah, you get, you get the idea. Um, yeah. It's just a case I mean, of just do the same thing. It's just, it's just interesting. What, what sport, what team or what game have you not seen that, that you personally yet need to see here in the States like soon? Like what's like on your bucket <laughs> list that you haven't checked out yet? Without giving you too much of an Yeah. Without, well, I suppose the first one that does come to mind is obviously the Super Bowl. So, um, that's on all, all of our lists. Yeah. So, <laughs> but yeah, a bit of a boring answer. Um, but I very much would like to do that. I really want to go to a, I even want to go to, because I mean, watching them, the MLB playoffs, uh, postseason, they look, they look amazing. So I'd love to go to a game there. I know I'm in Atlanta. I'm 10 minutes away from the Braves stadium as we speak. So mm -hmm. I'm going to dive down to battery park on great stadium uh, tomorrow. They're playing. Yeah. Yeah. I think they're playing now. today. <laughs> yeah. They're playing right now. I was going to say but tomorrow I'm going to, I'm going to go down there and sample some atmosphere and stuff, but do you know what? I, I want to go to the masters goal. Um, down Augusta. Yeah. I'm just obsessed with sport and my, my football team, my soccer slash football team back home playing the fifth division, the fifth tier. They're absolutely terrible. They're still professional, <laughs> but they, you know, I'll go watch them on a, on a Tuesday night in freezing cold weather and there'll be about 200 fans. So for me, that's just as enjoyable as sitting in the hard rock stadium in Miami with 60,000 people. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah. so I, I just think there's a such value to be had in showing sport and I think yeah, by, by learning different, going to different places and you can meet people as well. It, I just think it's fantastic. So as you can tell, I'm pretty, <laughs> I'm lucky that I'm passionate about what, what I do. If you're not that, then you, you've got no chance. One of the things that I'm pulling out of this is tradition, culture, you know, being a part of these experiences. Like that's really what it is, right? It, yeah. this, is an, this is an experience, um, a chance to, you know, see something through a different lens, to experience something that's, not your norm um and yeah. to be immersed in it right like you can't get this from watching it on tv yeah. you can't get this from hearing it on a podcast like this is something you have to smell breathe be a part of so what surprised you the most about our culture over here or american culture in terms of what you've seen around <laughs> in their spirit what what caught you the most off guard what surprised you the most um, uh, the eccentricity of your supporters, the way they dress up, especially at the, uh, the tailgate when they're in like, when I was in Arizona last with a group a couple of weeks ago for the Rams game, mm -hmm. it, was, uh, it was literally hundred degrees, like literally 100 degrees. And these guys are in like, like you can't see and their skin. They're in like head to toe. And I, and yeah, so they're, they're and their passion for their, for their um, team is amazing. And. One thing that I think it's interesting to, to touch on is that the, again, our, our football back home, our soccer, the fans, there's a lot of fan animosity. So I don't, <laughs> if you've got American sports fans listening to this, then yeah. obviously as, as a general rule, everyone just sits together. Um, mm -hmm. And the fans are super passionate about their two teams, but they'll be sat next to each other in their own jerseys, but they'll be, they'll be fine. There'll be a bit of banter. Um, you know, whatever, bit of making fun out of each other, but nothing more than that. Whereas back home, the, the away fans are, are, um, separated. They're completely, they're completely 
set sets apart. And in a lot of big games, they'll just have police uh, lines of police separating them. And quite often they'll be left in the stadium an hour after the home fans have all gone home. So, but I just think it's fantastic that here that yeah, the the, fa the fans' passion is no less than those fans' passion back in England, but it's just channeled in a slightly more humane. <laughs> well, I mean, we we have a, we have our moments. You do. Have your moments. I'm um, sure I, you we do, definitely but... have our moments. It depends okay. on okay. who's playing who and where. <laughs> but at the level, I I, I will say, like every time I see the events that happen at these soccer slash football matches, when y'all get into it. My first question is always, how did you get flares into the stadium? Like, because they're like lighting flares. Like, it's a, it's a, yeah. I, I'm surprised, like, it, there's not more damage done just based on the sheer number of people that are <laughs> having wow. altercations. Like, we, we'll have one off, two offs outside of the stadium. For the, for the most part, you're right. People are well behaved. And, yeah. and you might have one or yeah. two minor scuffles scu right. on a bad day, but, um, yeah, back home is a whole different animal. You just wouldn't dare talk to an away fan, essentially. You're, you're very much kept apart. It's um, interesting. Which I, is, so, when yeah. I go watch my team and I'm an away fan, there's definitely a part of it which is, is an added excitement. It's an added sort of, yeah. um, because there's so much animosity and you know that you're in the minority and that there's a bit of excitement about that. But as a general rule, I think it's great over here that, yeah. As a general rule, you'd all, you'd all just watch the game together and shake hands at the end. So yeah. as a diehard Red Sox fan, I, I had the opportunity to go to Yankee Stadium for the first time. And I, the, the second game of my three-game series, and I, I went by myself in my Red Sox jersey, in my Red, everything. And I, got, I sat right down in decent seats, you know, uh, but right in the middle of all these Yankee fans. And they were, you know, there's some fucking socks sock you know i yeah. got some stuff like that sent my way but you know it was relatively respectful but i was also the second game of the season it was pretty early on yeah um, but uh you know it was i i love that i knew that i was going to get some shit yeah you're proud I, of you know, talk proud to, of you know and i i was i was loving that i'm like yeah yeah and we lost so that sucked but <laughs> yeah, yeah that you, uh, you wouldn't dream of doing that in england not even you you would just you you just wouldn't do it you would either get beaten up within five minutes or a steward would come and get, get with you. That's so. interesting. I love it. <laughs> Let, let's talk, let's, you know, I think Taylor's about to say something, but I want to, let's talk about the, the opportunity of, of like, where, where can this go for, for curated travel for, you know, you're doing these bespoke, um, amazing curated experiences for, for UK and across the pond travel to come over here like where's like where do you see this going and like i see huge things you know we we know there's a lot of you know like there's some different pop-up you know uh websites and listing sites talking about you know you can go ahead and you know connecting airbnbs and different things like that as far as travel based on game like game day type stuff you're like hey this is you know if you're coming you're flying into uh, tuscaloosa uh, to go see a big in SEC game, then you're going to be down there. And, you know, these are the, you know, you know, these are where the homes are you're going to be able to get for short-term rentals. And you're going to find that, you know, they are a thousand dollars more a night because of this big game. It's insane. Yeah. Yeah. But like there, I think there's some really amazing synergies between everything you're doing. You're getting them flights, you're get, you're curating all this amazing stuff for them. But, you know, I, I think it, it could be even bigger. 
like, I think like it could get even deeper. You can get like getting, instead of like, you know, just hotels staying in hotels, but I, you know, I think there's some really cool places this can go with what you're doing with regards to say, you know, our realm of, you know, short-term rentals and vacation rentals. And I, you know, what are your thoughts on, on where you are now and, and how big and where do you think this can go? Yeah, I think the opportunity is huge. And I think the opportunity is endless in terms of what we could, where we can go with it, where our clients can go within the States, <laughs> yeah. just because there's so many cities and there's obviously so many sports franchises. And then you, uh, you can add in stuff like you might take a group of golfers who want to play golf a couple of times, but then at the same time, it's not just a normal golf on because they're spending a day with the Miami Dolphins on Sunday, for right. example. So the, the opportunity is huge in terms of the product that's here. What's un, and our, what, what's, but that's all very well. We need to have the amount of clients in the UK, right? So the, the two need to marry up. We're very early. We're in very, our very early stages, but at the moment, I think, um, the niche of American sports is enough of a niche, but it's a big enough, a niche, big enough of a niche to just bring loads and loads of groups out here for, for amazing opportunities in, in all the different parts. At the moment, our biggest venue, our biggest, most popular venues are New York, Miami, and Vegas. Okay. Just cause there's, they've got the, the name and everything like that. They sell themselves. But what I'm quite passionate about is delving into the slightly lesser businesses, parts of the States. Um, why can't you come across to Atlanta, which is why I'm here? Or why can't you go to Buffalo? Why can't you go to Philly? Why can't you go to these? lesser tourist places and discover what they're about and as long as it's safe and as long as you know what you're doing uh, that's the that's that's my dream is to be taking taking groups to random places in america <laughs> almost <laughs> because i think they're so fascinating personally but i, love I think it's a great idea i think it 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 should encourage our managers out there to, and you know, we, this isn't something new John and I have done. One of our early guests uh, was the, you know, founder creator of the Savannah or the owner of the Savannah bananas. Right. And they're, uh, I don't even know they're not, I don't want to call them a novelty team, but they're a lower level baseball team in the U S that have this incredible model, right. That, you know, his whole philosophy is off their entertaining and, and customer service. And they built this amazing model. They got a show on ESPN now, like it's crazy. Um, but they're a hundred percent, they're a hundred percent banana ball now. Yeah. By the I way. saw that. Yeah. Oh, I know. That's why right. they're it's not insane. Even, so they've they're created like, their own niche and space within here that directly builds into the short-term rental world in the, this area of hospitality in which we operate. And so, you know, it is, you know, operators in Phoenix, you know, have a Phoenix suite, right? You know, have a Cardinal suite, you know, that do those types of things. I encourage our managers to, you know, John and I are always pushing to, you know, pushing them to find new and interesting ways to, you know, find business and find visitors to come stay at their places. And I think this yeah. is actually, this is one for sure. Well, when the, uh -huh. the interesting thing about it too, Teo, is that, you know, that where, sports travel doesn't necessarily follow like the, the you know vacation like the vacation travel time it isn't necessarily right. like, the hottest you know these Not are right. different these are in shoulder seasons these are yep. off seasons sometimes there are these and if you think about you think about florida in like spring training right yeah. you know like or for arizona, arizona. spring training yeah. you can go ahead and you can you know, someone get you know again it's baseball and you guys are clicking yeah. me but there's still there's still a drive but you can go see like 20 teams in within like you know a short you know drive 
in Florida, you can go see a gazillion early season games, but then also do, there's so many different opportunities. On yeah. What, once you start talking about it, honestly, you just, your mind just sort of, so, so the opportunity is huge. Um, the, the trick is the, the, the key to it is, is, is our marketing in the UK. Essentially. Yeah. Right. And a lot of that will come from actually just running trips here. The more trips we do, if we, if we, you know, a group of, I just have, I just had a group of, like I said, a group in Phoenix and there's 15 guys. They'll, they'll all go back and say, what an amazing time and how they did this tailgate party that never knew existed. And they're on the baseball pitch watching the guys. So yeah, it's word of mouth and it's, it's the marketing that we can create, you know, the video, the content that we create on trips as well. And I think it's going to be one of those types of businesses, to be honest. Um, and that is one of those types of businesses that's just going to sell itself through that rather than, you know, a Facebook ad type thing. Cause that does, you can't tell the story of what I'm telling you right now. <laughs> right. And, you know, to property managers out there that are listening to this podcast right now, if you're in a market that's a top, a top destination that has say, uh, two teams or one team, that's a top draw. You think that, you know, as far as, you know, national draw here. You know, reach out to the podcast, hit us up on, uh, yeah. you know, hit us up on the contact form or, or reach out and say, hey, we're, we're interested in partnering and we'd be happy to obviously connect the, the you know, you all to the, any property managers. We got a ton are listening in Florida, ton are listening in Arizona, California. California. Uh, right. There's some, some big markets um, that could, you know, we'd love to go ahead and give that introduction to. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Pacific Northwest. Yeah, Seattle's a great city. San Francisco's a great we'll city. Seattle, great cities. Yeah, it's endless, isn't it? It's endless. Um, and when if, oof, if there was a demand for college, like even the big games. Yeah, you do college game on the Saturday. You do a, you do an NFL game on the Sunday. Yeah, and, it, it, and then you know, you, and then you golf Monday and Tuesday. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, it's insane. Yeah, yeah, and it's yeah, exactly. So that's where we're at. Man, this has been awesome. I guess my question for you is like, what, what's next? Like, you know, you have, you have the model, you're, you're talking marketing, you're talking, you know, it's just, it's, it's grown pretty organically. Mm. There's, I mean, coming from a couple of sports guys here on this side, you know, I think this is, it's super unique and, and there must a be a little bit of competition doing, you know, tours and stuff like that. But I, I really like how your, your, your focus and the really curated, I think that's going to be a differentiator for you, yeah. but you know, where other than just continuing with the organic growth, like, are you, do you have anything like in plan, like in, in motion to, to take it to the next level? At the moment? No, we're, we're very new. We, we launched in 2019. Um, and you can see where I'm going to go with this, but, um, <laughs> we, we launched and we, we did, yeah. run, uh, you know, we ran a few no level trips in, in 2019 and then obviously bang, uh, but just before the end about, about a month before the NFL schedule was due to be released, um, in April, 2020, then obviously everything, everything went, uh, we say Pete Tong, but you don't, you don't use that expression, but everything went wrong. <laughs> Pete Tong's went to shit. Yeah. Went to, yeah. Went to shit. yeah, everything went to shit. So, um, we this is now our almost our first, not our first year, but this is our second year, really. Even though we go for four years, so I'm not wanting to, I'm not wanting to to run before we can walk. Um, yeah. And I'm pretty passionate about doing every trip we do. Been absolutely fucking amazing, amazing. Yeah. And so next year, I haven't, we haven't got any plans to to go go massive. So next year, instead of doing, we'll do more trips. Simple as that. Right. We'll, try and run, we'll try and run a dozen trips. How many trips do you, do you have scheduled this year? Six. So next year, we'll run a dozen. Um, 
The year after that, we'll run 25 and then we'll start bringing people in. And then things will naturally evolve organically, just as you know, you know what it is. I'm a bit, bit of a believer in if you're without many sound too cheesy and, and all that shit, but if you're, if you're sort of a, a good person and you connect with people and you're trustworthy, um, and you just keep on when someone invites you to a zoo or when someone invites you to meet that person, just always say yes, <laughs> always. Um, so that's what I'm all about. So I'm, I'm up for the next couple of years, just running this thing bit by bit, um, by doing things well, essentially. And then no doubt the expansion plans will come after that. So that's where well, I Sentiment. absolutely love it. I, love it. I, I yeah. wish you the best of luck. Um, I, I don't think you need it, but I w wish you the best of luck. I, I think you, you've got, you got fire in a bottle here and, uh, you know, the, the passion of the fans who are going to help drive drive this and and your passion for guest experience yeah. um is, is going to keep it keep it rolling so we really really appreciate you joining us james Cheers, and, uh ex excited for where you're taking this thank you no i appreciate the platform and it's been good to meet a couple of new new cool guys and uh no doubt we'll stay in touch i appreciate it what's uh if they want to go ahead and, and check out what you got to yeah. offer online what what's the website so it's us sports travel dot Importantly, it's .co.uk. Okay. We'll, we'll go ahead and put a link that, in, yeah. in, in the website and on the, you know, at both Apple and Spotify, you'll be able to see the link as well. Um, so perfect. And thanks again for yeah. joining us. Appreciate it, man. Cheers, fellas. Cheers. This podcast is a Hospitality.fm production.